Jordan, can I tell you about a truly, just truly bonkers experience I had at a Walmart recently? Yes, please tell me. (laughs) I know that's a both a terrible and fantastic way to start off our podcast, but I do feel like I need to tell this story because it is weighing on me so heavily. (laughs) So... So we were supposed to get this snowstorm last week, mm-hmm. and then for some reason, it's Kansas. Nobody gets a fucking snowstorm in Kansas anymore, I guess. I don't know what the fuck happens with the weather here, but we everybody thought that we were going to get one. So after work on Wednesday, I went to Walmart to get some like bread and like milk and cheese and shit, and I was up at the deli counter, and this uh, this woman comes up next to me. All she has in her cart is like six bottles of wine and some <laughs> twinkies. Wait, 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 why does that remind me of the good place? <laughs> this is some shit straight out of this. This shit transported me straight to the bad place. So this lady had six bottles of wine in her uh, in her cart. And some not Twinkies, but what are the fucking coconut ones that host that uh, hostess makes? The fucking snowballs. There we go. Uh huh. She had one box of snowballs, six bottles of wine, and the other deli attendant came up to her and asked what she would like, and she said, and I quote, "The biggest container of coleslaw you will sell me." Oh my god! Oh my god! What? Yeah. and so this lady walked out of walmart with six bottles of wine a box of snowballs and like a gallon bucket of coleslaw oh my god what i don't know she's preparing for some type of like bunker shit (laughs) and she turned to me once she had gotten it and i was (laughs) i was just about to walk away and she turned to me and she said, gotta stock up for some storms. <laughs> That's literally just, the worst way to stock up for a storm. No, the six bottles of wine, I get it. I get it. But the, the coleslaw. Box of, the box of, like, snack foods, I also get it. The, the coleslaw? <laughs> that shit will... If your power goes out and you're stuck with coleslaw? <laughs> oh, I have questions. I have and I couldn't react. <laughs> I couldn't react because how do you step to a woman who's buying six bottles of wine and a gallon of coleslaw? You don't step to her. You most definitely do not. You let her do what she's doing. You let her live her life because what? Like you don't want to. You don't want to mess with that. I don't want to step to her. No, you don't. Anyway, that's my cold open for this week. It has absolutely nothing to do with the Vampire Diaries or anything. But it was such a riveting story. (laughs) (laughs) I just had to get it off of my chest. Yes, and I'm glad this is the format we could do it in. talk about the vampire diaries yes 
and not my traumatic experience that happened in a Walmart. <laughs> yes. Should we tell the listeners that we are re-recording this entire episode because the other audio messed up, and therefore it's been two, it's been like two weeks since I've watched this episode. <laughs> this episode is so nice. We've done it twice, folks. Uh, We're coming back around for a second pass. I have no idea what kind of new jokes we have. I have no idea the kind of energy that we're going to be bringing into this episode. What, what so let me just start happen? off. Let's just start off good and clean, though. Okay. Hi, my name's B, and you're listening to Afterbite. It's a Vampire Diaries fan cast. It's only 10 years too late. I'm joined by my good friend Jordan as we talk about episodes 17 and 18, Let the Right One In, and under control. <sighs> I hadn't said that whole intro in a while, and it feels good. Yeah. feels Isn't nice it? and open. Now people actually know what episode we're on. <laughs> now everybody knows that even though we have done this episode twice, this is our second go at it. Yes. <sighs> it's just, man, it's unfortunate. You know, like I was listening to it, trying to edit it, and I'm like... If I can make this work, I want to make it work. But it got to a point where I'm like, I hate listening to this audio yeah. issue. Yeah. And if I hate it, everybody else is going to hate it way more because they're not required to listen to this podcast yeah. like I am. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take what you made and you gotta just throw it out of the window and start over. So let's just talk about episode seventeen. Let oh, the wait. right one in. I'm should, should gonna we do, turn off should, my heat really quick. Wait, should we do the the housekeeping? Because we we did we are now not using right. the last one. I forgot. We need new housekeeping, huh? Yeah. Hey, y'all. What's up? We have a curious cat now. You can ask us questions for our season one finale special, featuring a special guest. Um, should I just drop who the special guest is now? It's close enough to the time. I feel like I can just drop the special guest. Oh, yeah, because when this comes out, yeah. It'll be like tonight or tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'll be like a week, yeah. We could tell them. Hey, um, joining us for our season one finale episode is going to be Lane Morgan. Whoa! Wow, amazing, incredible. Uh, She was a writer or writer's assistant, I think, on uh, The 100 and also more recently on Daybreak which is a fantastic show I keep meaning to watch and completely forgetting. I'm in, so, the, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should do like an after show where we just watch Daybreak. Wait, B, <laughs> I found an alternative for Rabbit. We could literally do that. We probably should. So Lane's going to be joining us on uh, our season finale episode. We're going to be uh, asking her some of your questions, as well as quizzing her on the Vampire Diaries in general. She has, uh, I believe she said, close to zero experience with the universe, except for, like, legacies. So if we ask her about early TVD, folks, She's it's going to be a laugh riot. This is going to be hilarious, most likely. I know. I'm so excited. We're going to do a quiz. It's so great. I've started making a PowerPoint for it. Ah, B, you're so dedicated, and I love that. I'm dedicated to this grind. Uh, Speaking of being dedicated to this grind, after uh, season one, we're going to be taking a little break to make some uh, tweaks to the show, Uh, a little bit changing up our format a little bit, nothing major, just taking a few weeks to kind of get our shit together. 
um, because man, it's been a roller coaster since we've started this podcast, huh? Yeah, it's 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 insane how much support we've gotten on this podcast. Honestly, like I did not expect as many people who have listened to listen. So thank you guys. Yeah, thank you all for supporting us, and uh, so yeah. Thanks for making this podcast possible. We're going to be stopping for a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> breaks are important, you guys. Imagine how much you would not get done if breaks weren't a thing. All right, Jordan, you want to hear the description of episode 17? Yes, I do, because I don't remember what happened. <laughs> Good, because I'm going to tell you. Uh, Stefan is forced into a frightening decision. Matt is hopeful his mom will stay. And after Caroline's car breaks down, she makes a shocking discovery. Oh, Okay, yeah, I'm remembering. Yeah, in case you forgot, now. this episode is buck wild, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's pretty crazy, pretty insane what happens, you know? Yeah, it's just fucking nutso. Uh, the first note that both of us have, the first note mm-hmm. is that Pearl is a milf. Yeah, and let's reiterate that because it needs to be known. She's a fucking milf. She's such a milf. <laughs> she and- is. Like, the amount of praise I have for MILFs, you know, like, thank you for existing. The, but honestly, can I just talk about MILFs in general for a second? Because the way yeah, that... go off. All right. So Go the, off, Queen. So the other day, I was watching a true crime documentary, and this woman shows up in the documentary. She's the sister of the, of the, of the dead person, you know? Okay. It's her brother. And I see this woman, and I'm just like, wow, she's so pretty. Here's the thing. Pearl is a MILF. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of other MILFs in Mystic Falls. Yeah. Not a lot of other moms would like to fuck, you know? Yeah. Not a lot of other MILFs. I don't know. I don't know what y'all... I don't know. Maybe it's because it's the early 2000s and they don't know what they're doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe in the early 2000s, we hadn't figured our MILF shit out, you know? But, like, now, like, they're prevalent. And, and as they should be. As, as they, they should, should be. be. Um, My question here is, are there any other MILFs in Mystic Falls? Because there's Miss Lockwood, who I would say is a MILF. Wait. I'm trying to remember who that is. Carol Lockwood, Tyler's mom. Is she like brunette? I don't fucking know, dude. I don't like, think <laughs> I don't, so. Let I don't know what this woman quick. looks like. <laughs> Wait, I have to look it up because I don't know what this woman looks yes, like. Yes, she's brunette. <laughs> Hold on. Let me look up this person. I have Google. I can do that. You can do this. Okay, she's who I thought she was. She's not a milk. Yeah. But she is kind of a MILF. She, but it's like a maybe for me. Okay, okay. Like it's not who a else is a, Who else is a maybe MILF for you in Mystic Falls? Caroline's mom. Like, not oh, fully. Uh, Sheriff, Mayor, Sheriff Forbes? Yeah, it's kind of like, not like fully like, oh, like, I would like to fuck. But like, if was down, would, would be down, you know? <laughs> Yeah, okay. So if we had to rank those three, if we had to rank Pearl, Carol Lockwood, and Sheriff Forbes, Pearl's obviously getting oh, wait, the top spot, wait, right? Jenna, did Jenna count? Let's count Jenna in there, too. Does Jenna count, though? Because she isn't a mom. But she's, she's an adjacent mom. She's mom adjacent. <laughs> and, like, that counts. That counts. If you're looking over children, 
that count like if you're looking over children who are like your like the, your sister's dead but you're looking over her cho- that's a mom but she's also like still getting her masters and she's still pretty young i guess i i guess okay like you see what you see what i see you see what i mean here yeah like in order like i would give her milf status if she was like over the age of 30 if she was like a businesswoman. But- if she was older, even if she was still a student, if she was older, I'd still give her MILF status. Okay. But she's like 27. You're you're right. I mean, there are moms who are 27, but they're not the they're that not the true. type they're not the types of MILFs we're talking about. We're talking about just older women, correct? I mean, we're talking we're talking about MILFs in general, but more specifically, yeah, kind of that good kind of Marvel's runaway esque MILF. Yeah, you know? yeah. Wow, Marvel's Runaways really knows what they're doing. <laughs> they just they got a down pack. They I really be- do. They know what they're doing. They they I I believe in them. Um, I'm really sad that that's over. I did not deserve that. Anyways, this is why I'm proposing now mm-hmm. a new segment to our podcast. Jordan. Yeah, we're gonna steal from uh notes from the hostel, and yeah. we're gonna take their milf ranking. Mm-hmm. We're only going to use it once in the blue moon, though. We will use it so we will treat it with care. But yeah. I think we're at the end point of this season. I think we need to do a MILF ranking. All right, MILF racking. Um, MILF racking? Uh, did I say racking? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes MILF wor- ranking. Sometimes words come out of my mouth and they're not correct. And I think we should all be expecting, we should all expect that by now because I can't speak. I have braces in my mouth. That's fair. I know that struggle. Yeah. So, if we're ranking Carol Lockwood, Sheriff Liz Forbes, uh, also, I think we have to, unfortunately, I think we have to put in uh, Kelly Donovan. Uh, but, okay, and- we could put her in there, but, like, she's not going anywhere. Like, <laughs> and, and also, wow. I mean, no, there's Isabel really. too. I mean, we haven't that's, met her. That's technically. the one I was also putting about. I'm also gonna. We're also gonna put her in here. I mean, Isabel in there as well as Pearl. That's I mean, five milfs. I mean, okay, so we're recording two episodes right now of this mm-hmm, podcast. Mm-hmm. So we've already seen who Isabel looks like. All right, you've kind of seen what young Isabel looks like, but we in the future we've already seen what Isabel looks like, so we can add it to this part of the podcast. Exactly. So. We have five MILFs. Uh-huh. Let's rank them. I think Pearl and Isabel are both up there. If I'm being completely I think, honest. Honestly, I think Pearl beats out Isabel just a little bit. Yeah. By the fact that she's older and stronger yeah. and does beat up. You're right. So that's why right. she's getting my top spot. Yeah. And then Isabel, right? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Okay. Because she's also very hot. Yeah. She's very hot. Very hot. Okay. After those, after those two, like we get a little in the weeds here because yeah. uh, I would be topped by Carol Lockwood, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna put her at my number three spot, and then uh, unfortunately that means Share uh, Forbes is at four, and uh, Kelly Donovan is at five. I feel like I'm indifferent about Carol and Liz. So they're kind okay. of like equal to me. Okay. But Kelly definitely comes at the bottom. Like she's out of all the milfs, she's the sorry, she's just not it. 
She's not it. Not it. The thing is, too, um, both Carol Lockwood and uh, Liz Forbes have bigger roles later on in the series. So I think I've seen them at their MILF peaks. Mm -hmm. And you maybe just haven't yet. And that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. So, like, where were we? We got totally distracted by Mills, man. That's going to be this whole episode. That's literally a good portion of this episode. We just spent talking about Mills. We're now 20 minutes into the recording, now moving off of the MILF subject. All right. What, what's, what happens after we t- when Pearl's, like, being a MILF? Oh, uh, at some point, right after that, I think, uh, Elena kind of calls out Damon and the, like, such good treatment he gets from the writers um she she says the line damon gets what he wants no matter who he hurts in the process and like damn bitch finally. no need to call out the vampire diaries writers like that Jeez. like like honestly finally someone say it someone someone scream it from the rooftops because i'm over here i feel like i'm a, i'm not alone in this position all of us damon haters are on like a huge ass island right <laughs> okay sure uh-huh and the reason we're on an island is because we're right, but we're not in control of the show. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh-huh. The writers are then on a smaller island with all the Damon uh-huh. lovers. And they're mm-hmm. like, Damon deserves this. Like, like He deserves the world. Like, I don't get the, I don't feel like you understand, like, the importance of Damon and, like, how he, like, represents everything, like, right in the world. And, like, even though he's, like, a bad character, like, he's, like, one of those bad characters you learn to love. And then all of us on this huge ass island is screaming at the other island, like, what is going through your head? Like, that's not the truth. Like, that's a lie you came up with. That's something that's imaginary. That's something in your head that you want to be true, but it's not true. And Elena's just, like, calling him out. And I feel like Elena has like a boat and it's like it's just like going from one side to the other. She's paddling between the islands so quickly. And it's like Elena, pick a side. Like be like pick the the like pick the side where there's more people. But no. She eventually she's probably just gonna go back to the other side. So thank you, Elena, for picking the right side this time, but sometimes I'd be looking at you like, what's going on, girl? (laughs) What is going on? Eventually, we will move all the Damon haters and the Damon lovers to the same island. And then I'll be Jeff Probst, and we'll play Survivor, folks. Welcome. <laughs> Please give me your torch. Your light is out, folks. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm Jeff Probst now. <laughs> is that that guy's name? I think it is. So, <laughs> they also really kind of rub in the fact that Caroline's dad is gay at every single opportunity yeah she says the line my dad's boyfriend's daughter's birthday and in this episode and jesus christ try a little bit harder just like a little bit they were like they were like they were like that's enough rep for today that's 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 the joke right that's the joke everyone on twitter keeps that's, using that's annoying that's, yeah that's the joke i got that's you joke, i right. got you you're good anyways i'll include that whole little part in our twitter uh in our twitter promo video Okay, so everybody great. will know that you're like double checking that that is the Twitter joke. That is the Twitter joke. And also, please stop using it. We get it. What's going on? We all don't like it. But we understand it's happening. And we've all decided to watch the show. So shut up about it. Or go home and sleep. 
<laughs> okay, Jordan, big feelings about sleep. Sleep is important, and sometimes if you don't get enough of it, you become very cranky. And all of you are always cranky, so I just assume that you're not getting enough sleep. I get an I don't get enough sleep on the daily, so maybe this is why I'm up. I'm annoyed with it. I don't know. Honestly, valid. So, yeah. Hey, what the fuck? What the fuck was the point of? Was Caroline having to go to her dad's boyfriend's daughter's birthday? Just because they needed a way to get her onto the roads while that while the big storm was happening. Well, most definitely, it was just a plot point. No further reasoning other than that. Because here's the thing. Here's, here's my analysis of Caroline's relationship with her parents. Okay. Hit she, me with it. She, like, I feel like she doesn't get along with her mom a lot. Right? True facts. It feels yeah. like her mom is just, like... And I think it's mainly due to the fact that she mainly just lives with her mom. So, like, her mom gets on her nerves, right? Yeah. I feel while, while her father has, like, moved out and is now living with his boyfriend and his, and his daughter, she probably feels, like, neglected by him. She's probably... You know how Caroline just, like, in the in the beginning of the season is in this bad relationship with Damon and it's, like, super abusive? I feel like yep. this relationship isn't abusive, but it's definitely, like, um, like... I'm neglecting my daughter, but also please still come to my my your your not stepdaughter, but almost not, not sorry not half sister, but almost half sister's birthday party. Please come out in the rain to do this for me. And Caroline, being the nice person that she is, and also like, you know, probably trying to seek some like attention from her father. It's like, okay, I'll do that, even though it's, like, pouring rain and, like, I can almost, like, get lost or, like, die or something. No, no I'm, I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to just try to please my father. That makes sense for a character, but also it definitely is just, just a way to get her out on the road so that they can bring up this plot point. This wild plot point that happens later. Yeah. It's also kind of wild to see, I guess... Caroline's such a fucking people pleaser, mm-hmm. and I adore her for that. Yeah, but damn. Yeah, she, she's a fucking. She's she was going do, out here. We do anything in the woods for what? Like, yeah, she really will do anything for other people. It's really sad to watch, honestly. A real like, it's kind of like you want her to be like, "No, I want to do this for myself." Like, I don't care what you think, but she definitely just like. I think she's insecure in some ways, and. And oh, you fucking think. <laughs> she's insecure, and that's how she copes with it. She tries to um, get attention from people and, like, get their love so that she doesn't feel insecure anymore. One of the next scenes in here is baffling to me for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Damon Salvatore is fixing a clock. Mm-hmm. And Stefan, like, he, like, goes out, he's like, anyway, hey, I'm gonna go, like, I'm oh, gonna go oh, yeah. out hunting a little bit. Stefan is kid- has been kidnapped. Not yet, not yet. Not yet? We're getting to the point where he's kidnapped. Okay. Come on, Jordan, I know we watched this episode it's a month so- <laughs> ago, but come on. <laughs> so long ago, I don't remember the, the exact points of what's hap- what happened. Damon is fixing a clock. Stefan is like, yo, I'm gonna go out, go hunting. Damon's like, I, when you come back, we're gonna go fucking fuck some shit up. And so it's fine. 
why is Damon fixing a clock? He's just like, he's not even, I don't, he's not even winding it up. It's not like one of those old grandfather clocks that you need to wind up. He's just fixing a fucking clock. And I want to know why they thought that that was a good secondary action for him to be taking in this scene, you know? And, and like, it's kind of like, remember in Legacies, where Penelope just, like, goes at that curtain and is just, like, fixing the curtain in the background of a scene? Sometimes, y'all don't know what to do But that's, like, character. here's the thing, here's the thing. That's, like, a background. That's a That's a background action. That's fine, because normally people don't notice those, unless they're obviously weird, right? Those are just, like, up to the actors to, like, figure out what the fuck to do but yeah, in the background. I guess, And yeah. surprisingly, actors don't know what the fuck to do when they're in the background. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's some weird shit they come up with. But this is, like, the front and center thing that Damon is doing in the scene. It's, and I just want to know why. It's weird, but I'm also not surprised because, like... I don't know. I feel like sometimes they just don't care what their characters are actually doing. <laughs> the characters are just there to deliver a line and whatever. <laughs> Damon's just like, hey, I'm fixing this clock. By the way, we're going to go murder some people in a little bit. Just like be chill and be ready for that. I, I, like, what? <laughs> do you What's think, the point? Do you think in the script it says, Damon, while fixing the clock? I want to so bad. Somebody please, I believe it's in the WGA library in LA. Somebody please go look up the script for The Vampire Diaries season one, episode 17. Fucking 17. And just tell me what the scene direction is for that. Was it, I want to know so bad. Was it a writer's decision? Was it a director's decision? Was it the actor's decision? We want to know. <laughs> Ian Somerhalder just really wants to fix some fucking clocks, dude. <laughs> That's his side business, actually, on Etsy, if you find him. He fixes your clocks. Yeah, and it's not your grandfather's clocks. It's your your very regular clocks. He'll fix them for, for money. <laughs> just like a regular fucking clock. Not even, it's not a, it was, was it a digital clock? Or it was just like a really... No, it really... was like a regular... It was like just like an old clock. I don't know. I don't think he was winding it up. It didn't look like the kind of clock you could wind up. So then but, how did it, what? Oh, was he just fixing, like, the gears? No, he was just, like, fiddling with it. I don't know, man. It was fucking book wild. <laughs> I don't know what goes on in this dumb show. I don't know. No one knows. It's a mystery. Uh, Stefan gets kidnapped by a bunch of vampires wearing identical raincoats. Yes. All of them are wearing the same exact jacket. Stefan's yes. wearing the same jacket. His attackers are wearing the same jacket. The budget Everybody shopped at Vampires Are Us. The budget for exactly was low. Do you ever think about like how this is this is exactly like how Hope just wears the same thing over and over again? And uh, the the real question you have to ask yourself is is the budget low because you know they have to like spend money on all this like cgi stuff or or do they just not care actually no that's a lie here's here's my actual opinion on it i don't okay. care if they care or not because it's realistic exactly they're in a school they wear a uniform i like that they're all wearing the same thing 
It's realistic. It's it's all four vampires wearing the same exact rain jacket. They went to Vampire Gap and they yeah. were like, "Give me all the fucking rain and, jackets you got." And Thank guess you, what? Vampire Gap. Sometimes you buy something from one of those retail stores and then you show up at a party and someone's wearing the exact same thing <laughs> because <laughs> it's not a custom outfit. We're all shopping from the same places. Unless you're thrift shopping, we're all getting the same shit. So. <laughs> That's valid. They all went to Vampire Gap. Yeah, and that's that is valid. That's okay. It's not. You could be matching. That's fine. So matching buddies, you know, matching vampire buddies. That's how they play flag football. Actually, they all match in their same rain jackets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's actually get back to the fact that Stefan gets kidnapped. Yeah, by the tomb vampires, led by fucking Franklin. Is his name? Oh, Frederick. Frederick. That's his name. That's his Frederick. Name. Damn, we're fucking struggling today, yeah, Jordan. We huh? really are. We out here struggling, you guys. You can hear us in our voices. We don't know what's going on, really. Usually, we at least somewhat know what happens in these uh, fucking episodes today. Right. Nope. Right now, we're just guessing from our notes. <laughs> what? what yeah, and our notes, y'all. I don't know if we've ever told you, but our notes are pretty bad. Um, like I feel like... <laughs> I feel like at least you, you really like kind of like sometimes have like an outline of what's going on. Mine is literal, just straight up reactions to what characters are doing. For example, folks, uh, my, uh, for the last like what, eight, ten minutes of conversation, my notes for this were, uh, Damon's out here just question mark, question mark, fixing a clock, question mark. And then uh, next bullet down, tabbed in. Uh, what is the reason? Like, why did they have Why did they have him do that in the scene? And then the next bullet point is, did they get that rain jacket at Vampires R Us? And then my next one is a good twofer here. Uh, Damon, on a Monday, I hope Elena dies. Damon, on like Wednesday, Elena, I need your help. <laughs> and you don't know exactly what's happening in this like sequence of events here you have to just but you get also it. know that Damon was fixing a clock now there's a vampire squad with matching boy band jackets and then Damon's going to be asking Elena for help I don't know what exactly happens but I can kind of guess yeah and that's literally how this this works unless you have a recent memory of what happened that's how it works <laughs> Usually, usually I try and watch the episodes like right before we record it on like a Tuesday, and then I like remember it for when we record on Wednesdays. But today is just a shit show. It was shit two weeks ago. It's just a it was shit show, two man. Weeks ago. I anyway, can't say shit show for some it's okay. reason. It's okay. It's okay. We're gonna figure this out. We're gonna figure this out. We got Stefan. He's kidnapped. All right. He, he uh, is kidnapped. They put Vervain into his eyes, which is hardcore as fuck. Yeah. But also, I literally had to look away from my screen because I cannot do eye horror. Yeah. It also, um, I put, they really be doing a Jesus allegory, huh? Um, allegory? Uh-huh. Do you want to try allegory again there? <laughs> or not even allegory. Yeah, it's not allegory. I was trying to look up what it actually was, but <laughs> I forgot to replace it. In my nose. Allegory. That's yeah, not, that's not a. That's well, not it. Mm, no, that's not an allegory. I think it's symbolism is the word I was looking for. Yeah, symbolism is definitely the word you were looking for. Um, let me just say, folks, I have You're a correcting it on your notes right now. Yeah. Hey, Jordan, 
Nobody's gonna see these again. <laughs> Let me just say, folks, I haven't taken an English class since high school. So it's amazing that I even remembered that allegory is a word. Anyways, he, he they they have him like wrapped up, like in like a some some rope type shit. And it looks like he's Jesus. So it's like Jesus symbolism. And I think that's something we should remember. I don't know if it will become significant in the future. But it's kind of it's kind of like you're saying. Do you want me to pull out my uh, film degree here? Oh, do you want me to dust this bad boy please, off and like please, really get you? Please do it. Please do it. Go here, for let it. Me, let me just pull it out here real quick. Let me just give me a second. <laughs> I have my... <laughs> I have my film degree out now. <laughs> I have my film degree now. The prop noises in the back. This is an audio experience, Jordan. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. This is an audio experience. So I took out my film degree. Now, do you want me to drop some fucking, just like some absolute bullshit here? Please, please do it. They're making Stefan Jesus because then Damon is the devil. Oh, yeah. Do you want me to fucking go deeper, baby? Because I can go go deeper. Go for it. Here's the thing. Elena, what the fuck is happening in your background? What is going on? <laughs> Do you have a werewolf that lives in your like dorm hall? <laughs> what? I just, oh, it sounded and, like in a woo. Oh, my background. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, it was um, it was a probably like a firefighter or uh, some like hospital shit. You know, it's a college campus. It'd be like that sometimes. I valid. Um, but if you want me to go back in here one second, sorry, I, I had to put my film degree away. Let me take it back out really quick. <laughs> Perfect. So <laughs> I have my film degree here. I'm gonna tell you that uh <laughs> here's where they're tra- <laughs> Okay, I'll give you a minute. Okay, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. So remember when I said in the very first episode, in like, and especially like our very first episode, that the Vampire Diaries, especially season one, is through Elena's eyes. Mm-hmm. And do you want to know how Elena sees Stefan? Like a savior, baby. Ooh. You know how she sees Damon? Like a fucking demon. Ooh. I got you, dude. Ooh. And that's because we're all experiencing this through Elena's point of view. Wow. Her, her, uh, the way that she sees, especially these other vampires, anybody who's not Stefan, she's like, oh, they're a motherfucker. Mm. You know how we see anybody who stepped to Jesus? Oh, man, like a motherfucker. <laughs> Frederick is our Pontius Pilate. Let's fucking go, gays. Damn. This is all just... Okay, so let's all remember that this is all just symbolism and it's all about the Bible. And that's, you know, when like English teachers are like, that's like the simplest shit that you can do on a paper and you'll get points for it. 
Oh yeah. That's what they did. They were like, let's do this. Let's do this easy ass shit. Let's let's take those But seats. also, damn. I wrote a college paper about the vampire diaries, folks. Like, Whoa. thank you for making this somewhat at least fake deep. Oh my gosh, there's so many someone really is going to the Oh, someone's room. like really going, huh? They really be having that on the weekends because people get blacked out drunk and then get poison, um, alcohol poisoning. It's like, for you, it's like 3 p.m. on a Saturday. Yeah, it's probably one of the frats. I live on the on the row of houses where the frats are. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be like that. I get that. Um, can I just Did I ever th- tell you about the time I passed out in the bushes at a, at like out on my college campus? No. <laughs> I was trying to walk home from a party, and oh, no. I just, like, passed out in the bushes. Oh, no, B. It wasn't bad. I was drunk. I didn't mind. But no one came and picked you up and was like, are you okay? No, I was, like, in the bushes. <laughs> oh, God. Like, inside oh, of God. them. I was one with the bushes. Uh, We got that Jesus symbolism down. We got Jesus Stephen. symbolism. Stefan mm-hmm. is is dying oh we never not dying but he's like he's being tortured he's going through it right we now we never talked about jeremy and anna oh yeah do you want to do you want to take that one yeah please i would love to because i love them so much go and, for it go okay. for it so we got jeremy and we do have jeremy i think last- by the way can i mention actually every time on our google doc that i try and spell jeremy it misspells his name yeah yeah. Who, which one of us fucking did that? Which one of us did that? Probably Because one of us did. Probably me. Um, anyway. I, I don't we'll know reset how- the spell check. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. So, I think last episode, Jeremy asked Anna to turn him. Am I correct? Is that what happened he last sure episode? He sure did. Okay. He sure did. So, now they're having a conversation about, um, like, she's like, please turn me. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Um. And then uh, later on, I'm not going to talk about the first scene that they have, but I'm going to talk about the scene later on that they have, I think, at uh, Mystic Grill. Correct. Where Anna's like, first she tells Jeremy that she's not going to turn him because uh, he just wants like a pity turn. And I'm like, Anna, you turned Ben a couple episodes. For that exact exact reason. You have no consistent character like but it's okay i still love you <laughs> and then it's okay queen and then we have uh and then she's like there are like some reasons why vampires turn people so i wrote those reasons down because i feel like they're all very significant and we should and we should like remember this and refer back to why reasons the reasons why vampires turn people so here mm-hmm. they are the first reason they need someone to do their dirty work. Dirty work. Why can't I speak? They need someone to do their dirty work. Um, that's very true. That's why Anna turned Ben. She really, she really had me fooled thinking she liked Ben, and then she was like, "No, you're just here to do my dirty work. I don't care if you get killed." Yeah, yeah. And I feel. I feel like that's like. I don't know. There's better ways to get someone to do your dirty work. As we've seen before, vampires can compel people. And it's really sick when vampires compel people to do something. And then they're like, after you do this thing, kill yourself right away. Like, that's sick. Like, you don't need to turn someone. Just compel them to do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Second reason, revenge. This one, I didn't get that much. Because if you don't like someone, 
why would you turn them? Unless the only thing that they didn't want was to be turned, you know? Or maybe you turn someone that they didn't want to be turned. Um, or consider this. Turn them and then just, like, bury them in concrete or some shit. Uh, They're just stuck eternally like like that, you know? You're right. That is a good... That's a good way to get some good revenge. Mm-hmm. Third reason. Boredom. Um... And honestly, this is the best one because there's literally no reason. This is not like a valid reason. It's just like, oh, I was born. <laughs> like, oh, like. Honestly, valid. Like, oh, like, I just like dyed my hair purple because I was born. <laughs> or. Yeah, I feel oh, that. I or feel I that just though. like, um, I like down like a hundred, like down like a hundred packs of Sour Patch Kids because I was bored. You know, sometimes you just do things because you're bored. And that's very valid. I um I feel like it's like the way that I'm thinking about it is that it's the one that makes the most sense, but also just like, wow, it's really that simple, huh? Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and then the last one, the last reason is because of love. Um and we saw this with um Lexi and her boyfriend. She turned mm-hmm. him because they wanted to be together forever, and then Lexi died, and he was really angry about that. So, you know, if you want to be in love and fairly so. with someone, you turn them. Um, and then Jeremy's like, and there, Jeremy's like, so I don't fit any of those categories or something like that. And then uh, she's like, you don't fit any of those categories yet. And I was like, oh. She's like, I can love you. But not yet, because obviously, like, like unless she wants, like, I don't think she would turn Jeremy to do her dirty work or for like boredom, because I feel like it feels like it feels like for boredom, like it would have to be in the case of like, uh, like I feel like she she turned Ben a little to do both of those things, like she was kind of bored and she needed someone to Mm -hmm. do her dirty work. Like the boredom feels like to me ties in with the pityness, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But she just said she wouldn't turn him for like a pity turn, so. Obviously, she means you don't fit any of those categories yet. Means I might love you, even though I've I've known you for like how many weeks. But I might love you in the future. So maybe in the future, if we fall in love, I will turn you. Honestly, most reasonable thing Anna said. Yeah. She's like, "Hey, we've known each other for like three weeks, and I'm a vampire. Let's chill out a little <laughs> bit, buddy. Yeah. Right now, you're cute, and it's a fun fling. Let's just see where it goes, buddy." And like, and that's just the my favorite friend zone right their, there. Their entire, I feel like their entire interaction this entire episode is just flirting. But it's so weird because like turning to me in my head is like such like a sexual thing, you know? Because like, they make it they, really, yeah, they, yeah. They, they make it like very sexual. So like mm-hmm. all this talk about turning is like it's like it's like hidden underneath like this sexual tension between well, it's the two. Because they make the vampires so sexual, and every time somebody drinks blood, super sexual. Yeah. Like so far, it's just weird but and it's, wild. It's not even that. It's like it's like um like even like when so later on Anna's mom comes in and they have to like be like talking via the phone because Anna doesn't want her mom to know that she has like this thing going on with Jeremy or Jeremy's like one of her friends, right? Mm-hmm. yeah so, so they're texting and then she texts him um like um uh, meet me in like the bathroom or meet me outside in like 10 minutes and like the way that they like look at each other and interact with one another after she texts that it like seems like she's gonna turn him but also like it seems like so sexual so like yeah i don't know it's you're just, correct turning is there's sexual. so many things yeah. 
there's so many things in the show that are so needlessly sexual. Yeah. But I kind of love it because it's just trashy. Yeah. Really Except is. for the fact that Vicky Donovan, Matt's older brother, was sleeping with Elena's little brother. That was weird. That but, was you know, weird. or Matt's older sister, sorry. It was just like, sometimes we get the fun, sexy trash and sometimes it's just the weird trash. It's just weird. Hi, I'm a raccoon and I don't want to eat that weird trash, but I'm really down for that fun, sexy trash. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> fucking, okay. Elena and Damon are alerted to Stefan's uh, disappearance. They're like, ah, shit, tomb vampires got him. So they recruit uh, Alaric Saltzman, vampire hunter, who's only killed one vampire, to fight. Because that's great. (laughs) So they, uh, so the scheme goes down as this. Welcome to Ocean's 12? No, wait. Ocean. Welcome to Ocean's 2010. <laughs> uh, Elena's in the getaway car. She's waiting. Alaric gains entrance to the house under the uh, guise of a broken down car, I think? Yeah, broken down car. He goes to the back room, finds the owner of the house, the very nice lady, and he's like, hey, let my friend in. And the very nice lady is like, no, go fuck yourself. <laughs> so Damon's like, here, just get out the very, just get the very nice lady to me. So Alaric pushes the very nice lady outside the door, uh, turns on like a fucking juicer and some, a sink. <coughs> I'm dying. Oh God. Damon snaps the neck of the very nice old lady. So now he can't enter the house. And then he's like, Okay, Rick, you go. I need to be very quiet and sneaky about this. And then another vampire comes through the door, and Damon kicks down a whole ass door <laughs> because he's very sneaky and very stealthy. Oh. Welcome to Ocean's 2010. It's stupid. <laughs> it's like, Damon, you contradict yourself all the time. It's like consistent contradictions. It really is. Oh, okay. Um, they, okay, so Alaric goes then back out to the getaway car, discovers that Elena's missing. What? No. And it's shown that she is sneaking into the house through, like, a much quieter way than Damon was going. Like, he was just going, he just sent Rick through the front door. Yeah. He could have just gone down to the basement. It's whatever, you know, fine. Yeah. Literally... That would have been so easy. Like I know, no Elena preparation gets in was there, done no problem. This. There was exactly. no preparation done for this at all. Elena gets in, no problem. Just absolutely easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Uh, she finds Stefan chained up in the basement, and it sucks. So they free him, as well as Harper, who had stuck up for Stefan at some point and then was being tortured as well. So they free Harper. They free Stefan. Uh, Damon and Alaric stay inside the house to fight vampires while Stefan and uh, Elena leave. That's the end of it. Or so you think. Heist part two. They need to escape now. So, Elena. (laughs) Can you tell I really don't remember what happens in this episode? I feel like you're you're doing a good job. I believe in you. you. You got it. You got it. Okay. Elena and Stefan hightail it to the car. But they're pursued by Frederick, the head dumbass in charge. (laughs) Uh, He pursues them to the car. Uh, He 
like fights Elena and everything. Elena manages to stick him with a vervain dart that she stole earlier. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's down for the count. Stefan, on the other hand, though, not looking good. He's not looking great, you guys. He's not looking good at all. And uh, he, there's no bunnies nearby. There's not a squirrel that drops out of the sky. No. So Elena's like, here, drink my blood. And it's probably one of the worst things she will come to regret. It really is. It's bad. It's really Um, bad. Stefan, up till this point, has been very resistant of drinking human blood. And I wonder why that is. Mm. Wow. Um, So, uh, Stefan, or, yeah, Stefan drinks her blood. He gets started, and then he just cannot stop. The camera pans around them in, like, a circle. It's really weird. It's a whole ass circle. It's so dramatic and sexual. Yeah, very sexual. I kind of hate it, but I kind of love it because it is very campy. Yeah. I agree with you on that one. I feel like sometimes the show does things and I'm like, wow, this makes me uncomfortable, but not in the way of like, like, you know how in like the first episodes, like they Mm -hmm. had like that bikini Mm-hmm. washing yeah, me yeah, and that made me uncomfortable wash, yeah. and i was like oh they're teenagers it's not uncomfortable in that way it's more uncomfortable and like this was a weird edited choice but like i don't mind it like it's fine it was a weird directorial decision yeah it's kind of odd but like you guys went with it and i'll be here for it like i'll i'm it's all, it's they're all right. doing it I'm okay they're doing it. the damn thing um, so, uh, Stefan, once he's now all hyped up on his new good human blood, beats the shit out of Frederick. Yeah. Absolutely fucks him up. Ape shit on that man. He really does. He stabs him, like, three times, and then Elena's like, Jesus Christ, he's already dead and undead and also dead again. Calm down, Stefan. He's like, no! <laughs> he really does just, like, yell a lot now. Yeah. That's his new personality trait. His new personality trait is being a party boy, but also just yelling, my (laughs) man. Um, So, uh, now that we're done with that whole storyline, let's talk about the other Buckwild thing that occurs. Yeah. Well, it's not the end of that storyline. Because then later on, like... Like, you're like, oh, Stefan drank human blood, not that big of a deal. But then, like, later on, um, Damon walks into the house, and Stefan is just gorging on some blood from like, the blood blanks, banks. And you're yeah. like, oh, Stefan, you cannot stop. Can you? You you thought the storyline was over. It's not. But it's not. Stefan is the next, uh, the next person on My Strange Addiction. <laughs> um, so that's so that. over for now. That's we'll, we'll leave it there. We'll put a pin in it, yeah. and we'll go back to Miss Caroline Forbes, who is on her way to her dad's boyfriend's daughter's birthday. She gets detoured into the forest because mm-hmm. the fucking rain is washing out, like, Route 5 or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Which, like, feels very Midwestern to me. Love it. Big fan. Because, <laughs> um, like, I've had that happen to me many a time. Mm-hmm. And so she diverges into the woods. Yeah, well, you're a fucking city kid. It's fine. (laughs) Some places have good infrastructure, and then some places are everywhere else. 
Um, she diverges into the wood and uh, she. <laughs> yes. He said she diverges into the woods and I immediately thought of the Robert Frost poem. That's the point. We're teaching you all y'all some fucking culture. Get ready for this bitch. Uh, so So um she is in the woods and her car gets stuck. Yeah. Darn. Oh, um no. she also doesn't have like a radio like a phone signal that's yeah. what i was looking for phone uh which is wild because she still has a radio signal yeah. usually Those fun midwest tip for you yeah usually even if you even if it's just like you can get stuff on like the am radio and not on the fm if you can just get it on like the am or whatever you'll get at least a phone signal to make a call. Mm-hmm. You won't get, like, fucking Wi-Fi. You can't check your Twitter, but you can make a phone call. Yeah. So let's just get your shit together, Mystic Falls, please. <laughs> Caroline goes off in search of a cell phone signal. Mm-hmm. This means uh, she goes further into the woods, because that makes sense. She doesn't go back towards the road where she was. Mm-hmm. She goes further into the woods. Like, Sure. I mean, this is Caroline we're talking about, so... That's fair. Season one Caroline is not my fave. Yeah. Um, But she goes into the woods. She finds a nice, quaint-looking waterfall. And uh, she slips and slides down the embankment. And she grabs something. Hmm. What does she grab? A human hand. Whoa. It's Vicky, motherfuckers. Oh my she's God. back, baby. And then you're I like, mean, she's not back. She's she, dead. She's dead. But, you know, she's, she's like. She's dead. The plot point never ended. It was still there. Rumin around. Rumin, uh, what's the word? Ruminating. <laughs> there you go. Okay, sure. <laughs> Ruminating It was still around. there, just doing its thing in the background. In the background. And you forgot. They made you think it was over. And it but was it's not, not, baby. And that's so wild to me. Like, it's still, even, like, two weeks later, the fact that they pulled that, wow. I know, the fact that they, like, managed to pull that off, very good. Yeah. Like, because here's the thing, like, I'm, I'm very used to shows nowadays, like, especially drama shows, like, bringing people back from the dead somehow or like this person didn't really die or this person had a twin oh they do that, that quite never, a bit yeah this person had a twin that you never even knew about right but mm-hmm. like sometimes like especially like in a first season you don't really expect that you know what i mean i know they i will give the vampire diaries this they take some big swings and it pull in it like the first time they do it it works yeah yeah. Now, the third, fourth, and fifth time they do it, it doesn't work quite as well. Yeah. But it works the first time. Yeah. So, Vicky's dead. Her dead body has finally been found, drained of blood, and buried in a shallow grave in the woods. Mm-hmm. I have one question. Yes. When a vampire dies, they, like, shrivel up, right? Uh-huh. So then, like, how did they find her body, like, just shriveled up like that? I guess she must have been desiccated, you know? <laughs> so, like, so the family How never saw her that? body? Like... Exactly. You have you have jumped upon the Jeremy Gilbert train of thought here. Because the very next episode, Under Control, uh, Jeremy is pestering Sheriff Forbes about this a lot. Because he's like, this ain't fucking right, dude. It'll make no sense. 
So let's talk about episode 18, Under Control. The description here says, uh, Stefan displays a rare party attitude. Damon's attempt to find out why Elena's uncle, John Gilbert, has returned to town takes an ugly turn. Stefan, this is the rise of my favorite character in the Vampire Diaries, whom I shall call Party Boy Stefan. <laughs> I love Party Boy Stefan. Does he make another appearance? I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> I just love, I just, I don't care about the future. I just treasure Party Boy Stefan right now. <laughs> Everybody else, I don't give a shit. But I do love party boy Stefan. He's he's a fun time. He, you know, like everything, like except for like you know, getting like absolutely blasted, like drunk, like in a way. That's and also like, drinking human blood. Still, he's yeah. still going on that train. In case you're wondering. Yeah, but other so, than that, great, great man. <laughs> Just absolutely love him. So. <laughs> Fucking Party Boy Stefan. <laughs> I love Party Boy Stefan. In the beginning of this episode, he's just like working out a lot. Yeah. And if that's your Party Boy attitude, hit me up. <laughs> hit me up, you dumb, dumb Party Boy. Here's, here's, I will bring up this point again. I brought it up the last time we recorded this. Um, blood in a glass? Seems like a crime. Seems like It a- does seem viscerally wrong seems criminal and i'm against it wholeheartedly please stop it i have bad news about the rest of our podcast and also the rest of the series the vampire diaries as well as uh the originals and probably legacies at some point i have some real bad news for you are they gonna put more blood in a glass yes it's like it's not like Here's here's why I'm so upset about it. It's like a human like mm-hmm. thing. Like it's a it's something from a human, blo- like blood, and then like if it's like in a body, okay. But like outside, <laughs> it's on thin ice. If it's outside of a body, like in a bag, fine. But in a glass, that's, that's <laughs> you're just like viscerally wronged by this it's, viscous fluid. It's just you just it, don't like it. It just makes me want to throw up. <laughs> Yeah, okay, sure, valid. I have some bad news about the rest of TVD as well as the originals. They're gonna make me want to throw Oh, there's a lot worse in there. Uh, yeah. I think I know what I was signing up for, though, so... It's, it's like a pretty gory show. John Gilbert returns. Uh, Elena's uncle is back in town, baby. Yeah. No really Jenna like greets him with the most fake ass, oh, it's so great to see you. And I love that about her. Yeah. Love that. Like, no one really likes him, and, like, I get why. It, it makes sense. Like, his personality, like just, not there. Extremely unlikable. Yeah. like the Just in general. Like, the actor who plays him, good job. Like Yeah, you did a good job. job. You did a good job on making an unlikable person. Yeah, like, just like... Which I... It, that's weird, but... Good job, man. Because, like, it's hard to do that. Like, especially because this character, like, doesn't really have a backstory yet, you know? Like, you mm-hmm. don't really know anything about this character. They're just being introduced. And on first but play, you still I was dislike like, him. I was like, ah, I don't really like you. Like, and the weird thing is, right, it's so... This show is so interesting because it's being told, like... At least the first season is being told from the perspective of Elena. 
But mm-hmm. like in some sort of way you're kinda are rooting for the vampires, you know? Yeah, okay. And are you rooting for the vampires just so they can kill John Gilbert? No, not to just kill John. I mean, like, this definitely makes you kind of want to, like, I th- actually, yes. I feel like the introduction of, <laughs> I feel like the introduction of John does make you kind of want to root for the vampires. Because up until this point, you know, Damon has been annoying and, like, causing chaos. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, like mm-hmm. you just don't see vampires in a good light. But, like, the introduction uh-huh. of John makes you be like, oh, actually, I kind of don't want John here so like if the vampire's gonna win this one i think i have to root for them weirdly enough yeah i feel that yeah i feel that um also jenna calls him john jackass gilbert yeah which i love good 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 fan good good times good good job jenna good nickname uh not good job jenna apparently she used to sleep with john gilbert yeah even though john is elena's dad's brother yeah. and jenna is elena's mom's sister yeah so some fucking incestuous shit going on there and um, like not technically but i also kind of. feel very bad saying technically it's not incest like that just feels bad it feels wrong so feels very wrong Y'all good? Hey, white people, are you good? Hey, white people in small Virginia towns, are y'all okay? Are y'all good? Y'all good? Uh, I think something bad's going on over there. Hey, man, I don't have a lot of room to talk because I am from a small Iowa town, but, like, are y'all good in Virginia? You okay? Anyway, Damon pays a visit to Elena and just starts, like, going through her stuff. Yeah, and then he like comes her across underwear her drawer. Bra. Yeah. Um, why? Like, bro? Why? What? What was the reason? Like, actually, I don't even care what your reason was. Because, no. Incorrect. <laughs> like, <laughs> just bad. Yeah. I want a spray bottle full of Vervain to just, like, squirt at him like he's an unruly cat. <laughs> just like, no, bad. Don't do that. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> um. B. Yeah. You're very close to the mic right now. I'm actually not, but okay. If it, it feels, it feels like audio, audioly. Do you want me to like not be right here? Because so, I can be right here if you want. <laughs> I think I do this once an episode just to like creep you out huh you, you don't understand how much i don't like asmr it makes me feel so uncomfortable <laughs> yeah we'll stop don't worry i got you <laughs> uh here's the thing is too once i get my new mic soon um <laughs> you're gonna hear me up close and personal jordan <laughs> but it'll be like a less like annoying up close and personal it'll just be more like crisp up close and personal more like crisp more like crispy and personal yeah so uh, there is another party. There's a founder's party, which apparently they threw the fundraiser of the bachelor fundraiser to fundraise to throw this party, which at which this party, they count down to another party. This, these rich people are so annoying. So this is just some rich bullshit. They're I've really decided. They're just got money to spend and you spend They're it just on like, parties. Throw parties. Why? And then they, they have the audacity to fundraise for it? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you, are you fucking for kidding real? Me? Get the so, fuck out of here. Y'all are so annoying. 
<laughs> just so fucking obnoxious. Like, imagine like, having the money to throw a party that's a fundraiser for a bigger party. Like, and then the party's not even for a good cause. It's just to count down to another party. Like, imagine having that much money, but you still need a fundraiser? Unrealistic. Blocked. Reported. Like, unfollowed. Unsubscribed. <laughs> yeah. You're right. <laughs> Eat the rich. Rich people are over party. Because they be doing shit like this. And then you're like, but other stuff is going on. Did you not see the bad things going on in the news? Are y'all are not going to give any money to those things? But you're going to spend money on a party to count down to another they're party? They're not... They're not going to give money to the Mystic Falls orphans, but they will give money to this caterer so they can get shwasted in a big fancy house. Mm-hmm. Y'all are annoying. Get out of here. Absolutely. Uh, just so annoying. So Damon gets, or sorry, Stefan gets real fucking drunk at this party. Mm-hmm. So does Tyler, Matt, and Matt's mom, Kelly. Yeah. So in case you're wondering if those four are on a collision course for bad shit. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. It's an, an astounding yes. So uh, Stefan's showing off his party attitude a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Boy, he's like convincing people to change the music. He's like out here like dancing with Elena, having a fun time with it. Honestly, Hold on. Bless up to Stefan for telling them to change the music, and then they put on Paramore. Okay, then we get to my favorite part of the episode, in which Brick by Boring Brick by Paramore plays in its entirety. Just, like, the entire song. Like, the entire song the plays. And you're just like, and, and like, it's not a, <laughs> a point where you're just like, oh, so they're just playing Break My Boy and Break, and at the beginning you're like, oh, this is my favorite song, yeah. And then you get to the next scene and they're still playing it, and you're like, oh, it's still going. I mean, I don't mind, it's still going, like, this is my favorite song, yeah. And then you get the next scene and you're like, oh, they're just playing the entire song right now. Yeah. <laughs> they're just this not is just like- a vibe. <laughs> Do you do you remember? Have you ever seen that one John Mulaney bit where he talks about the Salt and Pepper Diner? How he played uh, "What's New Pussycat" seven times yeah. on a diner jukebox, yeah. and they're like, the first time it plays, you're like, "Oh, cool, it's What's New Pussycat," and then the second time it plays, you're like, "Oh, What's New Pussycat" is a lot longer than I remember. <laughs> That's what it felt like with "Break by Boring Brick" here. It the first verse plays and you're like okay yeah about like a verse and a chorus that's about usually what uh like that's about usually the airtime that music on tv shows get mm-hmm. then you're like okay cool like once we switch to the next scene it'll be gone but then uh damon and john have a very serious conversation while paramore plays in the background and they're continuing it and you're like okay are they just playing all of brick by boring brick by paramore and then it cuts back to another scene and you're like oh brick by boring brick is surely gonna be over now but it's not and then you go back to the rooftop with damon and john and you're like brick by boring brick should be over by now right and then damon pushes john off of a rooftop and then you look at john's dead body and the final notes of brick by boring brick by paramore play and you're like, the circle has been completed. We have completed some dark ritual. I don't know what, but it has been completed. Here's the thing, too, is that this is all happening. Like, like in time, This these conversations are not, like, 30 seconds long. They're, like, you're expected to think, oh, that was, like, like a two to three minute conversation. That was another yeah! two <laughs> So these are happening, like, a 
two to three minute conversations with Brick by Boy Brick is still playing. So you're like, how does this work in real life? Like, <laughs> like what? You're like, wow, is Brick by Boring Brick by Paramore longer than I remember? I think it might be. <laughs> and like, honestly, if I'm being honest, I'm not complaining. Because it was one of the most enjoyable experiences of the episode. Me just hearing like the bridge of Big Bang Boring Big Bang. <laughs> it felt so surreal to watch Damon push John Gilbert off of a rooftop and hear Brick by Boring Brick like fade out while you're looking at John Gilbert dead on the ground. And you're like, yeah, yeah, man. This is what this song is all about. Yeah, honestly, it fits yeah. the vibe correct, like correct vibe. <laughs> it feels weird, but also you're like, yeah, I love this vibe. <laughs> um, so John Gilbert dies. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is important to mention while Brick by Boring Brick in the, by Paramore plays in the background, John Gilbert dies. Yeah, he did. He gets pushed on the roof, off the roof by uh, Damon. And you think he's dead for like a really long time because the show never mentions it for like five minutes. Mm -hmm. It goes on to like uh, Kelly and Tyler make out when it's gross because they're both drunk and that's Matt's mom and Tyler's Matt's best friend. That's weird. And then Jeremy's still like harassing Sheriff Forbes. And then Matt finds out about uh, Kelly and Tyler and he's like, yo, what the fuck is up? And so they fight. Uh, Tyler almost fucking kills Matt. Yeah. Straight up. Straight up almost, like, it just, like, has his life in his hand, just choking him by the neck, and is like, you're gonna die, motherfucker. And I'm over here, like, why are you trying to kill this guy? You're the one who tried to kiss his mom. Like, are you kidding me? Exactly. And then, right, uh, Stefan compels a guy to, like, go away and apologize to Elena at some point. Mm-hmm. And he has another confrontation with that guy in the parking lot. And this is, like, going on over the course of, like, five minutes. And by now you're like, surely somebody must have noticed John Gilbert is dead on the ground somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. But nobody ever notices that John Gilbert is dead on the ground somewhere. Like, that's fucking like, weird. What? And then everybody gathers around some old-ass bell that represents the countdown of some other fucking Founders Day event or whatever. Mm-hmm. And John Gilbert's alive. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that makes sense because somebody surely would have noticed if he was dead. Yeah. But then it also gets you thinking, how long did he lay there dead when nobody noticed him? Like, we know it wasn't the full five minutes because they were obviously, like, doing some shit, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like... But also, it was probably a, it was probably a good amount of time because remember when Alaric died? It took a it, good like, took while, a while before he like got back up and wasn't dead anymore. So, so many questions. I have questions. Um, Mayor Lockwood, uh, starts to like abuse Tyler mm-hmm. while the door is open and there are party guests like right there. And like, hey, Mister Mayor, can you stop the being? Door? A- but also, why are you such an asshole, my dude? Like, what happened in your past that made you such like a bad parent? I know. It's wild. Uh, John, Alaric, and Damon have possibly the most frustrating conversation on this fucking show. And it's not even, it doesn't even have Brick by Boring Brick by Paramore in the, playing in the background. So really, what the it. fuck is the point? That would have saved you know? it, you know? Exactly. 
John's just like, how do I know anything? I don't fucking know, John. How do you know anything? That's why we're John? asking you, John. <laughs> we are asking you questions. He's like, mm, I know more than you think I do. And then Lark's okay, like, okay, so what do you know? And John's like, mm, I know what you don't know. Like, hey, John. Maybe. John. Maybe shut up if you're not going to actually answer the question, John. <laughs> Hey John, can I kill you while another Paramore song plays in the background? <laughs> they got they got a good back catalog. Let's go with some fucking bangers, dude. <laughs> also, would like give to me say, some crush, crush, crush up in this bitch. Yeah, I'll, honestly, I'll take a bitch. Yeah, but also, if you guys didn't know, Haley Williams from Paramore just released some bomb ass music. So go listen to that. Jordan, you want to tell me? You want me to tell you something that's gonna make you a little sad? What? I really don't like it that much. Mm. It's okay. We all have different music tastes. That's fine. I thought After Laughter was like an okay album. <gasps> really? I love After Laughter. It has some good bangers, but overall I was like, eh, it's just okay. I wrote like a whole little uh, newspaper article about why I liked it so much. It's okay. It's just, it's, I was like, just okay. I think it's also because I grew up very much when Paramore was in their pop punk era. Yeah. So I much prefer pop punk era Paramore. The party ends. John Gilbert's alive and absolutely fucking infuriating. And, uh. Oh, yeah. Thinks- also, Kelly is walking around with a huge ass gash in her head. Like Yeah, and Stefan's like, oh fuck. Oh shit. Mm. And nobody thinks to help her. Yeah. Not even a fucking yeah. napkin. She's just literally just walking around with this huge slash in her in her head and like no one's like, should we take her to the hospital? Like make sure she's okay. Everyone's just like, Oh, that happened. Alright, back to the party. Anyway, we're drunk. What's up? <laughs> um And so all of that kind of disperses. The Salvatore brothers and Elena end up back at the Salvatore house. Uh, Elena eventually like goes home or whatever. And Damon leaves out a glass full of blood. Mm-hmm. And Stefan, I think at this point, is like trying his hardest to get off of human blood right now. He's mm-hmm. trying his best. And uh, he raises the glass to his lips. And the most obnoxious swallowing effect in TV history happens. The most obnoxious swallowing sound. <laughs> it is a comical gulp. <laughs> I literally have in my notes, bro, it ain't that serious, I promise. Like, it's just comically <laughs> loud as compared to, like, the rest of the scene. I don't know. It just struck me real bad. Um, Is there anything else? In this episode that we need to talk about, that that was like all of episode eighteen, and it was so. a very good description from two people who are very knowledgeable about the Vampire Diaries. Yeah, and who definitely did not recently watch this. Just definitely re- watched this video a long time ago. Yeah, it's not like we watched this uh, these episodes three weeks ago. It's like we watched them this morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking hell! Is that it? I think Are we good? good? Yeah. Okay, so you want to rank them? Yeah. Jordan, do a blind ranking again. Oh, um, gotta... I'll see how close it matches up. All right. All right. Here we are. Do a um, blind ranking. What do you got? What I'm do you ranking, got for these ones? I'm ranking it blindly. I'm not looking at what I previously put. Mm-hmm. Uh, let the right one in. Episode 17. Let, let the, the right one, one in. 
right, we got Anna and Jeremy. I really love that plot. Very good. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. We have Pearl being the myth. Milf. <laughs> Very good. Like a myth. <laughs> Very good. We got them trying to say Stefan. And mm-hmm. we also have this whole like action sequence, which is pretty fun. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like Oh yeah, and then we also have Vicky being discovered Vicky, by Vicky, that Kayla. wild plot point. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's back, baby. Well, she's not, but her body is, and it's causing problems. Yeah. I don't remember the exact feeling I had while watching this video, because I feel like, I mean, this this uh, episode, because I feel like usually when I base my ratings off, it's like how I was feeling throughout the episodes, whether it was like, oh, this is really, really good, mm-hmm, or like, oh, mm-hmm. this is like, okay. Okay. I think I was like, this is an okay-ish episode, like, but I think the plot twist bumped it up a little bit, like, mm-hmm. like Vicky being discovered. Um, yeah, that that Buck Wild plot point, I feel like, really gives it a lot of extra. Yeah, and then also like, um, Stefan starting to drink blood again. So I think I'm gonna stick it in the middle and put give it like a seven. Okay, that is the exact same ranking you gave it last time. <laughs> um so again like i said we already recorded this episode so we already give for rankings my ranking uh was 7.5 from the last time because that vicky plot twist really fucking got me dude yeah like really fucking got me i'm like damn okay this is a good ass show yeah. okay let's go that was really good of them to do okay and then episode 18 we have under control we have this stupid ass party that makes no sense but is mm-hmm. this they're rich people so i guess uh-huh um we, we got uh we got john gilbert's back john go i don't like him he's annoying it's true but at least he's there yeah but he's kind of interesting he's annoying but interesting mm-hmm. um we got stefan struggling with his blood addiction we got tyler and and kelly Ma- making out with matt's mom yeah disgusting um uh-huh. we got john dying and then us figuring out that he can't actually die because of that ring um honestly mm-hmm. i feel like this episode was pretty meh mm-hmm. like nothing really happened that excited me and like a but lot- but brick by boring brick by oh Paramore. right you're right brick by boring brick wasn't Paramore about pa- by pa- okay so i was originally gonna give it a five uh-huh um but i think brick by boring brick just being in there gives it a six really or maybe like a 5.5 okay what did I originally I'm going to tell you, it? last time you ranked it, you ranked it a four. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, that makes sense. I think I just didn't really like this episode. It was like, yeah, it so was like meh for me. Do you want to go with your four or do you want to go with a 5.5? I'll give it, a, I'll, I'll give it the higher, it can get the higher rating. It wasn't, it, it wasn't like. the higher one. It wasn't horrible. Okay. It just was pretty bad. Oh yeah, there's also Damon in that whole broth debacle. Yeah, just gross. Uh, I give this episode a five. Firmly middle of the road. Yeah. It's like, okay at best. Yeah. And it's only okay at best because pretty much the entirety of Brick by Boring Brick by Paramore yeah, plays. Yeah, I can't believe they so. got that to happen. Like, they were like, okay. <laughs> I can't believe they got it for the whole, like, the whole song. Yeah. Usually you'll just get, like, a the a chorus or just, like, a verse and a chorus but the, they really can, how much of their fucking music songs, budget was taken up by this some songs don't even get like a full a full verse they get like partial verse yeah it'll just get like parts of it yeah 
So like that's the insane. fact that they have that whole song. Was Paramore like pretty Fucking popular wild. in 2010? Like were they new? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. They weren't new. Okay. I think let me see here. They weren't new by any means. I don't remember exactly when they came out. I think it was like mid two thousands. So uh yeah, they were they came out early two thousands. Uh 2005 was All All We Know Is Falling, okay. uh, their first album. 2007 was Riot, okay. uh, which was, in my opinion, their superior album. Uh, 2009 is when that brand new Eyes album came out. I love that album. I'm, that's and that's like that album with Brick by Born yeah. Brick on it. Okay, next week on Afterbite, we're going to be talking about uh, Miss Mystic Falls and Blood Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, two wild episodes and remember to please submit your questions on our curious cat which is on our twitter page at afterbite pod and if you just want to go directly to uh curious cat it's uh also afterbite pod so yeah. it's curiouscat.com slash afterbite pod and also um don't forget to submit your questions early because we film these podcast episodes early so it'll be yeah we'll be recording it early we'll we'll move around a little bit depending on what questions we got but if you have any questions for lane morgan our super special guest for our season finale or just any questions about how what we thought about season one of tvd overall um we'll be answering them there yeah uh, it'll be a super good fun time yeah, I'm excited. anyway like i said uh follow us on twitter at afterbite pod uh, i know this episode is a little late and i'm sorry about that it's just technical difficulty sometimes we can fight through a bunch of them but sometimes it's just bad yeah. boy it's just so bad yeah. <laughs> it was bad so thanks for listening and uh, we'll be back next week with more uh, vampire diaries action yeah bye and then we're gonna fade out and maybe i'll just fade out by playing brick by boring brick oh, by Paramore. honestly but do we have the I rights can't. to that we, we absolutely can't but god i wish we could imagine we could uh imagine if we had money